This is JFM Podcast. Good morning to you, the good people of Plato State. Welcome to your favorite morning radio current affairs program, Let's Talk. And today is November 12, 2020. Time check in our studio is one minute past the hour of 9 a.m. And you are reaching us live from number 14, Akila Matrunga Street in the city of Jos. Now, a lot has been going on. Uh, the political landscape has recently witnessed impeachment or impeachment notices. Is there a new political awareness on the part of electorates or its politics taken too far? Now, those in power uh, must render account to people and uh, there has uh, been lately many are asking has the ballot box revolution started a case in hand is that of a Lagos state legislator whose constituents are getting signatures for her recall because of statements uh, some of them consider unguarded now INEC also uh, has got official petition to recall uh, Madame Mujisola uh, who um, is from Lagos uh, House of Assembly, Lagos State House of Assembly, and INEC officials have started collating signatures. And once they have enough, she may lose her seat. And so uh, let's take this uh, very interesting topic this morning, tracking governance, rights of the electors, and the focus is on ballot box revolution. To throw some light on all of these issues this morning, we have in the studio, God knows Moses Richard, who is an electorate. Thank you for joining us this morning. And we also have Jeffrey John Gotep, Dr. Davo Dung Nyam, and uh, we also have Barista CBN Dalan from the Legal Practitioner. Thank you all, gentlemen, for being with us. Welcome to the program. Let's talk. Thank you. Thank you very much. All right, let's start now with the legal perspective because the law precedes everything as it turns out. Now, Barista Dalan, do citizens have a right to participate in governance and to demand for good? Governance. Um, Zoe, good morning once again, and uh, good morning to uh, the listeners out there. Uh, to answer your question straightforwardly, the answer is yes. The answer is yes. Um, citizens, you know, they are the backbone of democracy as far as uh, Nigeria is concerned. And within the context of our laws, within the context of the Constitution of the Federal Republic of Nigeria, within the context of even the African Charter on Human and People's Rights, and within the context of the Universal Declaration on Human Rights, uh, which was passed sometimes in 1948, citizens occupy a key position as far as participating in democratic processes concerned. And this includes even recalling uh, members of legislatures who have been elected in various houses of assemblies across the country and even to the National Assembly. So yes, um, that is my answer to, to, to your question. Hmm. All right. Now, what does it entail? Because many people in this part of the world, I mean, we, we, we hear most of the time a lot of opinions uh, are, are said often that uh, the electorates on this part of the world are very docile about the performance of the elected and appointed representatives. So what does it entail to get good governance and how important is it for citizens to demand briefings from those saddled, saddled with the responsibility of governing? Okay, thank you very much for that question. It entails participation. Citizens have to be 
actively engage or actively involved in our politics. Look, if you look at the current number of the number of electors that have been registered by the Independent National Electoral, Electoral Commission, INEC, you find out that there are about 84 million voters currently in Nigeria. That tells you that the political awareness is quite high. You know, the consciousness in terms of political participation is quite high. The problem with our electorate has always been that they do not, you know, participate, especially when it comes to the real voting. People stay at home when it is time to vote. Look at what is happening in the United States. A record number of 74 million people voted for, for Joe Biden, the Democratic uh, presidential nominee, and about 70 million people voted for Trump, the current president. So it tells you that when people participate, look, in our democratic process, in terms of voting, we are bound to have change. And so the message to Nigerians, you know, the electorate generally is that, look, we have to vote when the time comes. And like I said earlier, look, Zoe, it also involves the right to recall legislators who do not perform or who are not performing their legislative duties as, you know, contemplated by our constitution. So I think it is a wake-up call that people have to begin to participate actively in democracy, young people, 18 to 35 years, and even over 35 years down mm. the line. All right. Now, let's get to you, the electorates. Tracking representation from the local, state, and federal levels, what are the basic expectations of the electorates? Let's start with you, uh, Dr. Davud Dunyam, the Beku Chairman, Joss North. Yeah, thank you very much. I, I think what basically we expect from our representatives, whether it's councillor, uh, local government chairman, state house of assembly member, or even at the national assembly is, you have been elected to represent your people. Nobody has monopoly of knowledge. So come back to the people. Sit with your people. What is the peculiarity of our situation? What do we need to pass? What bill do we need to present? that will protect our interests. So first and foremost, we expect that our leaders should come back to us. After the inauguration, come back whatever you, they already know that is peculiar to us, that we need the government at the state or at the, at the federal level to protect as far as our environment or our area is concerned, our state, our local government, or our area of um, representation is concerned. What is that thing that you want me to present for you to get protection over that. Okay? So when you come back to your people, you talk to your people, you get feedback. You know exactly what your people want you to do for them. And then you go there and present the desires of your people. So we expect that from our leaders. All right, thank you for that response. And uh, what avenues or what feedback platforms uh, do you have to be able to keep this communication going back and forth now between the, those representatives and the electorates? Yes. Again, we have their constituency office or offices, and we even have our wards. They, 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 they need to give us the opportunity to meet with them. So when we talk about constituency office or offices, we expect that we will meet with them or our representatives from our villages, our wards, our local governments. We come to meet with them at different levels or create a situation where they meet with the, with the people. Okay? So at that time, 
they they, they're supposed to ask and listen to us. Or we tell them what we want from them. So primarily, they need a constituency office. And then again, they can call us to a very large gathering where to be properly organized in such a way that people will air their views to their representative. So that it's not all about him, but about his people that he goes to represent. All right, uh, Barrister Dallan, how important is it for citizens to demand briefings from those saddled with responsibility to govern or represent them? As a matter of fact, it is fundamentally important. Yes, because look, when you, when you open our constitution and you look at section 13, you know, and couple it with, I mean, section 14 of the constitution, you find out that, look, the constitution is very clear that citizens or the people of this country, Nigeria, they occupy the position of a sovereign. In other words, all authorities, elected representatives across this country, they derive their powers, they derive their authority and legitimacy from the people. That is why the Constitution says that the people are the sovereign, meaning we confer certain powers on them. The elected representative, as a matter of fact, to put it in another way, they are our employees. We employ them. We the people. And so, the, the, their right, that is the right of the people to demand accountability, to demand uh, transparency for them, to de- also demand good governance from the elected representative cannot be overemphasized. So we have the right as a people, as rep- I mean as electorates, to demand accountability from our elected representative, whether at the federal level, whether at the state level, or even at the local level. All right. Um, now, uh, Mr. Geoffrey John Gotep, what begins to happen when an electorate is unable or the electorates are unable now to communicate with their representatives? What begins to happen in the society and what are some of the symptoms of these things, of well, these uh, issues? Uh, thank you very much, Zoe. Uh, we have been experiencing quite a lot recently and uh, it is a clear indication that uh, so many uh, politicians, people that are holding political offices, have not been living up to up to date. And uh, recently, just as we have seen the happenings around, uh, it is not it is obvious that most of these things have been happening because there hasn't been good governance lately. You know, people will begin to agitate. Recently, we have heard uh, people from other zones calling for recall of uh, their representatives. It is a clear indication to tell other people understand or to let other people know that uh, this certain set of politicians that they've given their mandates to have not been living up to expectations. And so, just like the barrister had said, it is the constitutional rights of the people to demand for good governance. Not through violence per se, but then there are so many other channels which he has uh, rightly defined. Thank you very much. All right, now uh, we see the case right here of um, Lagos lawmaker Mujisola Ali Makoli uh, on recent events in the state where she said the Nigerian youths are high on drugs all the time. Most of them, they go to social media to do all sorts of things. Talking about representation, uh, what do you make of this? And lately also, we have heard of a lawmaker somewhere in Pangshin, uh, local government area, uh, who I, I think has been recalled as well. What are your thoughts on this? Is this the revolution that we have been waiting for you? The, that is the ballot box revolution. 
okay. you as the electorates. Okay, uh, Zoe, look, this is absolutely disgusting for a lawmaker who was elected by the people to come out and describe the electorate or citizens who voted her into that office in that manner. It is absolutely unacceptable, and I believe and urge Nigerians to condemn this kind of statement coming from a lawmaker. Look, whether you call it ballot box revolution, I would like to call it voting revolution. Because look, in this country, when you say ballot box revolution, it could have quite a number of meanings to people out there. Some people will say, look, it's about snatching ballot boxes. So, but I get the sense, Zoe, about the concept or the idea of ballot box revolution. It's about ensuring that the voters, the people of this country come out and vote those who should be in office, those who can deliver at the end of the day, those who can carry people along, those who can allow you know, free flow of communication between them and the electorate. So I believe that it is high time for Nigerians. Yes, it's been there. Nigerians have been have been have been doing their best in terms of voting. But I believe with the current happening, both within the country and outside this country, it mm. tells you that the youths, the youths are waking up. They are more conscious than ever to ensure that they take back power from the elites, to take back power from the political class who have not been performing optimally in terms of ensuring that um, dividends of democracy comes down to the lowest level in this country. And so I believe that with the way things are going on, it is only a matter of time. I mean, this lawmaker, I'm just looking at what she said again, and I'm asking myself, so is it the same people who are high on drugs that voted her into office? And she's a product of that society, of that community. So, I mean, in other yeah. words, she's saying so many things at once. Yeah, you, Let's you, hear can, your you take. can just imagine if she ever owed her vote to the same people, she will not talk like that about the people. She believes that she, 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 she is not answerable to the people. And that is what we want to correct. Anybody that ever gets there will pass through the people. And you see from this kind of body language, or even their utterances, you know that they don't owe it to anybody. They believe she, she owes that position to maybe a certain group of powers that, may, that be and not the electorate, which is very wrong. But I even expect that, be that as it may, even if she does not owe it to the people in court now, she has a responsibility to that constituency. And she couldn't have addressed them as such. Hmm. Well, I don't want to even use this to talk about <laughs> the president who called Nigerian youths lazy youths because I know a lot of them voted for him as well. We'll yeah. leave it there. And uh, let's look at um, another issue now, Barista Dalan. When we look at our laws now, mm. do we have in our laws, is it, do we have, is it provided for these checks for us to be able to check our leaders, our representatives? To answer your question, Zoe, absolutely yes. Our laws are very clearly defined in terms of checking the excesses of our leaders, particularly our elected representatives. Look, when you open our constitution, section 110 of the 1999 constitution as amended, clearly tells you how an elected House of Assembly member could be checked in terms of his excesses, in terms of not performing in office. That particular section 110 states clearly that where electorates or people within a particular constituency who elected a member of House of Assembly have felt that the said House of Assembly 
has lost their confidence, or he has not been performing, or has failed woefully in terms of performance, they have a constitutional right mm. to go ahead and auto a petition. To auto a petition, actually, they are in three stages. All right. You know, they start with I the petition. I was just going to ask, what does it entail? Absolutely. Okay. It starts with writing a petition by the constituents of that particular member of House of Assembly. Then, once that petition has been written by them, now let me add that that petition has to be authored by those who are eligible to vote within the constituency of that House of Assembly member. Now, once they have written that um, petition, all of them must sign. All of them shall sign, shall in this context, what does it, it connotes compulsion. It connotes that it is mandatory. Once they have passed that stage of writing petition, they now write it to the, the man they submitted to the chairman of INEC, Independent National Electoral Commission. It is there that we now enter the second stage, which is verification. Now, once it is being written to INEC boss, INEC will now look at it and verify the names of those people who have authored that petition, look at their signature, and show that they are on, you know, the, what they fall within the constituency of that lawmaker, in this case, House of Assembly member. Mm. Once they are able to authenticate that fact, then they now go into the last stage, which is a referendum. They will now go ahead to conduct a referendum. But I have to add that in you know, writing petition on the side of the electorate and then in, in the area of verification, the electorate must ensure that they surpass 50% of the total number of voters in that constituency. So, for example, if um, members who voted be a member of House of Assembly, they are 100, for example. Mm. The law said that they must surpass that half of that 100, which is about 51 people mm. or 51%. Once that is done, then the, 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 the INA can go ahead and conduct a referendum. And it's a yes or no answer. And once that is done, if the House member at the end of the day um, is, the, the, the members now said, look, you are going, or mm. we vote against you. Then at the end of the day, he, he, he will, he must he will lose his suit. Yes, he will lose his suit. All right. Let's talking about that, impeaching the chairman, uh, the legislative leader uh, right there in Panshin. Now, uh, do we have issues like this on the plateau? Let's uh, talk to our electorates here. Uh, that is, uh, God knows, Moses Richard. Do we have issues like this currently on the plateau? Are people becoming aware of their power as electorates of what they can and what they cannot do and what uh, they can demand from those that are representing them? Uh, thank you very much. Good morning, listener. Good morning, Zoe. Uh, as you rightly said, uh, it is quite unfortunate that we have leaders who don't even understand their electorate, who don't even understand their constituents, and at the same time, after the election, they don't actually even come back home to also listen to them, just like what Barista and Yam have said. The truth of the matter is this. I'm just using a basis where I'm coming from, which is just not Basa Federal constituency. And ever since we have elected our House member, the person of Honorable Metala, who have been away for a very long time, sometimes even if I send text message on radio programs, I also ask, where is Honorable Metala? We have not seen him ever since he has been inaugurated. Hmm. Yes, we don't know where he is. And people are asking questions. So it means that he's taking the docility of the people for granted. But this time around, ever since the issue of answers came up, people are beginning to regain their voice mm -hmm. and to also understand that they have a voice as regards to the issue that is ongoing. The truth of the matter is that, whether we like it or not, 
we don't have representative. We don't have leaders who actually leaks into the plight of the masses. And the truth of the matter is this, we have been going on around to see how we can be able to collate this particular signatory, just like Barista have said. We are trying as much as possible to use it as a constitutional mandatory responsibility given to us. It is not an issue of crisis here, but it is the issue of constitution that they have given us a legal backing that if your representative is not working, it is expected of you to do what? To recall him so that it can give way for people who can represent this particular constituency. See, before I finish, the truth of the matter is that we are trying as much as possible to even petition Honorable Speaker presiding over this ninth, ninth assembly because we have been sustained for many benefits. If our member representing just not federal, uh, just not Basa federal constituency can know can no, can no, nowhere to be found in the house and you are not also raising an issue so that we can also listen and come up with our agitation. The truth of the matter is that I have learned that he, he does not even belong to any committee. Standing committee. Based on our finding. So how did you people vote him in? Uh, and what was <laughs> this voting based on? <laughs> yes, you are the electorate. I like yeah, will, will deal yeah, with yeah, what yeah, you yeah, gave thank it. Thank you very much. Let me come in here. You, you, I, I'm sure you are in Joss. You may not be in Joss not, but you are in Joss. Mm. Anybody in the state, you know that our mandate was Jonathan Dabo. Everybody knows that. And he won this election last night. But for the powers that be, for whatever reasons, we, we just got to hear some funny, funny stories. So the people were disenfranchised yes, and they are the still board, being they, 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 disenfranchised yes. till now. So what has been going on concerning maybe all the projects or all the governance that's supposed to be uh, happening in Basa? I'm telling you, nothing is happening. <laughs> we have not even seen him. For how long? Since he has been inaugurated, <laughs> since, since our mandate was snatched from us. Uh, uh, have not uh, doctor, can I put this question to her as a journalist? <laughs> yes, because journalists are supposed to also understand exactly what is going on within the state and outside the state. I don't know whether you people have also taken your time to make a research about this particular person called Honorable Metala, representing just not Basa Federal constituency. Well, you have come here to let us know what is happening. Based on the so question you asked, the truth of the matter is that our mandate was snatched. And we don't actually know how it was snatched. But we got to understand that some people within just not Basa Federal constituency and the state entirely, the so-called stakeholders. I don't know who are the stakeholders. The stakeholders are the people. You don't negotiate people mandate for your own personal interest. And all these issues came up. People were agitating. And at the end of the day, it ended up in the court. Thank God Barista is here. But we are not lawless people. Mm. We respect the constitution and we also respect the judgment that came out from this, the, the, the second highest uh, uh, court order uh, body, which is the court of appeal that Honorable Metala has been declared winner. We have no option. But it is expected that in as much you have been declared winner, you need to also represent the people. You are not representing a section of a particular people, but you are representing just not Basa Federal constituency. And ever since he has been elected and people have been killed in Basa, I have never for once listened to his press conference or press release condemning the attack on, on, on those people uh, those people who are carrying out this particular attack. Look at the farmlands of people. People cannot go to farm again. 
Because of what? Because they are being killed. They are not even they are not they are not even moving freely on their own land. And we have House of Rep member representing us. It will shock you that it is Honorable Bagos in the House of Representatives presenting just not Basa federal constituency problem. The same thing applicable to uh, Senator Aidi Jang. We have written a lot of letters, open letters. Honorable uh, uh, Senator Aidi Jang came and he met with us. He sat with us. He said, what is the problem of the community? And we said the community need water. As I'm telling you now, there is a project yet to be completed. Yet people are getting water from that particular project. In a village called Ikukumo. I can take you there. But we are saying that where is Honorable Metala? What is the project attached to him? Okay. Now, sorry. Just, exactly. If, 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 if I may just add, okay. let me just if, let me just add. Mm. My earlier submission in terms of the power of the people to recall, you know, members of the legislators, applicable to particularly as it relates to House of Assembly of a state is captured in section 110 of the constitution in the case of members of the national assembly it is captured in section 69 section 69 of the 1999 constitution when you open the 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 the, 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 the constitution you find out that it covers both members of house of representatives and the members of the senate but the procedures are the same it cuts across um, beginning from petition by the members of his constituency you know followed by uh, verification exercise and of course the last stage which is a uh, referendum Hmm. All right, you wanted to say something. Yeah, he, he, you, you see, the, this agitation, as far as we are concerned, just like he said, we don't want to take the laws into our hands. But for Christ's sake, having been given that mandate, having been given that mandate, what, what we expect is that, please, come back to the people. We have not raised any voice against the court judgment. So what stops you from working now for the people? Properly representing the people. No be and what, what I was saying earlier on is about knowing what the problem of your constituents are and then sponsoring a bill to protect such interests of your people. He is nowhere to be found. We can't, we, in fact, you go to his offices like a desert. Nothing well, is happening from, from your assessment and from what uh, you said, you can't give what you don't have. Yes. You never had it That's in right. him to have that position if what you're saying is right. And yes. so he cannot give what he doesn't have because he was never meant to be there, perhaps. Yeah, but as a leader, it's just like you today, if you are made the president of Nigeria, you, you, I'm, like, I'm sure you'll be able to perform. You go there, there are, there, there are uh, career civil servants there to guide you. You only tell them where you want to get to. They have a way of tailoring and guiding and advising you. You have technocrats. Get people who will advise you on how to meet the needs of your people. I said here, nobody has a monopoly of knowledge. But if you really have the interest of the people, the way he went about snatching this mandate, I wish he had such vigor in trying to represent the people. There's not, nothing would have stopped him from getting people who would have packaged him very well to attend to his people. I, I think I want to also add my voice. So that we'll get it clear. What we are saying today is not issue of ethnicity. At all. It is not issue of religion. Because good governance does not understand what is religion. Good governance does not understand what is ethnicity. If people are getting good governance today, Zoe, I'm telling you, between God and I, you will never see anybody on the street. 
Because of what? He's getting what is expected of him. Right. So if government and our representative are doing the needful, rather of us coming to agitate and say this person needs to be recalled, the, the, the least we can do is to give him a pat on his back and to also pray for him to do more. But it is it, it has been a long time. The truth of the matter is that Honorable Metala representing just North Bassa Federal Constituency is missing. And we need to find him. And I don't know. Maybe he has made a, a very, maybe he has committed an offense against the cameraman, cameraman in the National Assembly where the camera cannot put their satellite on him. For once, we have never seen him raising a bill, supporting a bill. The least he can say is, Honorable Speaker, I support the motion so raised by so 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 person. But it's not forthcoming. Hmm. And, All and, right. And yet, sorry, just brief, and yet uh, we, we we hear recently that Ratau, a body that we respect very well, has gone to give an award of performance. I don't know what kind of performance they, they are giving him that award for. So we are really we are really in. A, in a, I don't know what how to describe this. That have, where, where what was the criteria for even that kind of award? Hmm. We are complaining. We have not seen our representative. In the, in, a, in the National Assembly, we have not seen him here at home, and then you are giving him an award of good word, good representation. No, 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 no. We, 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 we will call, uh, there, there, there will be a time that we will now engage the Ratawu to find out what their criteria for such an award is, what, what they did and came up with his name, that he qualified for an award. For Christ's sake. Hmm. All right. The program is Let's Talk this morning, and we are tracking governance and the rights of electorates. Our focus is on the ballot box revolution. Now, the, what we're asking you this morning, the demand for good governance is legitimate. How far have you gone in reaching out to your representatives in respect of demanding for account of stewardship within their stay in office? And what is the role of the electorates or INEC in recycling leaders? Who would you say should take... Uh, the fall for this one. Who should the fingers be pointing at the electorate or INEC for recycling leaders? Let's hear from you this morning. We love to hear your take on issues. 0905564 places 99 and 0909884848. In 60 seconds, let us know your name and briefly address your concern. Hello and good morning. Good morning, though. Good morning to you. Thank you for joining us. Mr. Sputnik from Busa Buji. All right, let's get your take. Hey, I want to give a kudos to the death in the house. There was a time of time as of that honorable. Because there was a time that honorable uh, Bagos was everywhere. There was one particular program. I called him as I said, we have a representative from just North Basa because I remember during the time of election, we voted somebody that is the person missing and that person there was a lack of money. And that question has become the talk of the day today. So the people of just North Bassa we need to know the uh, the honourable is missing. If he to declare he wanted uh, in the house of uh, in the house of rest, so that the speaker will look for him and provide him and bring him. People that put him need to know who what he's doing there. You cannot go down there and let him sell and now sit down among the island. Just a base woman. Or just not and just Bassa. Uh, uh, it's the eye of yourself at two states. I'm talking about
then they vote in Nigeria, they play our politicians. After they get the trophy, look at this actor, Elio. What he was talking about, about the youth, whatever, whatever. When they get the trophy, they forget how they get them. And they only believe that uh, we get them on our power. Thank God for this answers. They are, it have raised the youth of Nigeria. It have bring us together more than ever before. 2023, anybody that thinks that they can play with the youth and get power, 2023 is not going to work in this country. Because the empire, the uh, answers, it's just, it just, it just a test that we just tested the youth to know how we committed we are. And 2023, we are going to more unite, more organized than that. To make sure that if we didn't value youth, if you don't have youth at heart, we are not going anywhere. Because the youth are the leader of tomorrow. All these old people are not going to be there in the next 20, 30 years. We are the ones that are going to be in this country. So we must put somebody that have our interest in, in heart. Thank you. God bless Nigeria. Thank you very much indeed for your time and your comments. Hello and good morning. Hello. 90 in four places, 99 and 90 uh, We are looking at uh, tracking governance and we're looking at it from the electorate's perspective this morning. Hello and good morning. Hello, good morning, Zoe. Good morning to you. Thank you for joining us. Yeah, um, yeah good morning. Good morning to your guest. Um, Thank you. I'm Austin from Rukuba Road. All right, Mr. Austin, go ahead. I think I think this my call is, is divine. I've never gotten this this program. Before. I'm sorry, it's a busy line indeed. <laughs> so, so let me let me. I think you people are talking about electoral uh, issues, how to make uh, our, the electoral process in Nigeria better. Mm. This morning, I just joined you, then I overheard it. Yeah, we're tracking so, governance rights of the electorate, and we're focusing on the ballot box revolution. Okay. So let me start from here. I know I have 60 seconds. You see, the the NSAS process, the Nigerian youth process, was wrongly done. It, the message was right, accurate. But why I say it was wrongly pursued was that the youth, the youth should have occupied the, the state house of assemblies and the national assembly. Those representatives in those houses are the ones that owe the youth explanation. The, the executive might think they are higher mighty. The, that is the concept they get. They are higher mighty. Nobody, they are untouchable. But the reps themselves are the ones that are supposed to be closer to the people. So the youth channeled their energy wrongly. Rightly, yes, but a bit wrongly. They, they would have occupied the houses of assembly and uh, federal houses of uh, federal house of assembly and make sure that this this so-called representative that after they win elections, they go and represent themselves. They give account to the youth of the country what they have, have been doing. Because to change Nigeria is not. Not. Okay, we are talking of electoral elections being, being okay. The, the electoral, the, the, the review electoral uh, law, nobody's talking about it. That's when elections are coming and going. A new, a new chairman has been appointment, appointed. Nobody is talking about that electoral report that the, the president refused to sign. Nobody is talking, even the lawmakers in the, in the House of Assembly, in the upper chamber or lower chamber, whatever, they are not even calling for a record of that document to see what, why, why the, the president refused to sign that, that document. They are sitting there collecting money. The other time that uh, the representative, Honorable Bogos, came to this program, I called and I, I think it was the evening program, yeah? I called and the, the line cut off. I wanted to ask why is it that they claim to be so 
they, they claim, some of them claim to be working for the people. But there are there have been claims, there have been there have been accusations by by by, by relevant authorities that the money Money that are paid to this upper chamber and lower chamber is impacting on the Nigerian economy, is impacting on the Nigerian society, is impacting on the poor. They have never sat down to discuss this thing. They have never. And we are here talking of uh, political reform, uh, that the elections will be better. Well, Nigeria use, what I'm uh, trying to ask Nigeria use to is that let us focus on these representatives. They are the ones we are to call to order. Not even the executive, not the higher might, the ones that their legs don't touch the ground. These ones that they are, they come here, both the senators, both they have, some of them have representative offices. And those that don't have, it is time for you to call them back, let them do the needful. Because from changing the laws, we get the product we want. From changing the laws, there will be everything, there will be everything. Thank, Thank you, you so much. We appreciate your time and your input this morning. All right, let's get back to the conversation. Uh, gentlemen in the studio, uh, you have been hearing the voice of God Knows Moses Richard, Geoffrey John Gotep, and also Dr. Davo Dungyam and Barrister CBN Dalan, a legal practitioner. So, gentlemen, what do you make of the responses we have gotten so far? Well, uh, actually, Ms. Joey, the situation in the Jos North Basa Federal Constituency is seriously pathetic. It might also interest you to know that uh, the, the 1999 Constitution of the Federal Republic of Nigeria has amended in the number 68, subsection 1 also, and then F. It has given the leadership of the House of Reps or the Senate the power. And then there are also moral grounds to it that when you are absent at plenaries for a certain period of time, you're supposed to vacate the office. Yes. Now, in addition to that, we've also made findings that I don't know the barrister can correct me on that, that uh, as a member, as a legislator, you're supposed to belong to at least three standing committees in the House. I don't know how right is that, or maybe two, or maybe one. But in our own case, we also want to ask and then challenge the leadership of then of the Federal House of Reps, Bajabi Amila, to also come out and make a statement on the reasons why our member, Honorable Metala, is not belonging to any standing committee. The last thing we could find out was Hello. he was an ad hoc member of one Niger Delta committee also. And he is number four in that committee. So we don't really know what's happening somewhere, who is trying to play what and who is covering for who. All we are demanding is good governance. Yes, we have allowed the thing, the elections have come and gone. But what next? Give us good governance. Account of stewardship at the end of the day. It might interest you to know that the issue of, of organizing town hall meetings, to add to that, has become a mirage in our society today. Mm. Where the constitution said that a member must normally formulate the will of the people and then take it to the state, uh, to the house, you understand. They legislate on it. But we don't really understand how comes these guys will remain there and then they will be making laws on our behalf. You have never sat with the people to ask them what and what is the problem? What do they think? In fact, at some point, I'm feeling motions and bills should be coming from the people. Mm -hmm. Don't just sit down there and speak on behalf of the people. Honorable Mate, last case is very, very serious as we are even putting it now. And I am praying that the constituents of Josno Basa will, as a matter of fact, 
make their findings to check all of these uh, constitutional responsibilities where he has failed at so that they could ascertain themselves. Let it not be that we're just here in the studio talking and talking and talking. Well, no. I don't think we should be calling on the people of Basai alone. We should be calling on all Nigerians at this time yes, to make sure that they get the accountability from the people who are Yeah, charity begins them. at home, so I'm speaking for myself. <laughs> from myself. I'm, I'm now projecting into the whole of Nigeria. All right, much. Barrister Dallan, yes. let's look at the constitution now, yes. the mandate of reps. Yes. You guys said the governor, uh, there's been a lot pockets of insecurity mm -hmm. of attacks there in Basa, yeah, but you yeah. also know that governors don't even have the power over security. Uh, so how much more could he, uh, the Maitala, have done concerning that? Sorry, what we're saying is that representing your people, shout, cry, cry to the whole world. They are killing my people. My people are in danger. Come and help me. When has he done that? If the governor does not have the power to control the police or the military, he doesn't have the power to shout. He doesn't have the power to scream and ask for help. Maybe the, maybe the president doesn't know what is happening here. Who, whose responsibility is it but the to make the Thank you. All so right. let, them, let us hear them shouting and crying they need help. Come and protect my people. We don't hear that. Barrister Dallan, what yes. constitutionally now, what is yes. the mandate of a representative? Well, like I, like I said earlier, um, the, the people have the power to um, check House of Reps members and senators and House of Assembly members in the event that um, they are not performing either or they have failed uh, woefully in terms of performance. And uh, look, Section 69 of the Constitution is very clear in the case of members of House of Representatives and uh, senators, uh, how you could recall them in the event that uh, they have lost the confidence of the people. And look, the only way, and let, let, let me come back to just not Basa constituency. Look, if the people feel that um, the member representing that particular federal constituency is not performing or he has failed them or they have lost confidence in him, mm. the best they can do now is to follow what the constitution or what the law has said, and which, which, which I had said earlier, which is follow the process. Though politically speaking, uh, it is always difficult because in the history of this nation, in the history of this country, um, particularly from 1999, no member of House of Assembly or House of Reps or you know, Senator has been, been recalled. Been I remember recalled. Dino Melaya's, Melaya's case Absolutely. in uh, April 29, 2018, exactly. uh, when uh, the lawmakers uh, for Kogi West Senatorial District failed and uh, the independent INEC uh, commission, uh, commission, electoral commission INEC actually announced only 5% of the electorate turned out in an exercise that required 51% majority exactly. to succeed. Mm. Now, the thing is, you know how Nigeria is. Mm. We're a land of contrast. After you finish saying all of these things, and when it's time to get these signatures, you probably wouldn't get this. I mean, look at uh, Madam Mojisola right there, mm. the lawmaker in Lagos. We're still keeping our eyes to see what will come out from that. So um, the question still is, are we becoming more aware? That's right. In fact, that's where I was going to head to. Unlike, uh, even in Dino's case, Dino is far a better representative than what we have. So he will have a handful of support. In spite of his seeming or whatever reason they want to withdraw him for. He has some, some level of, you can always hear him in, in the house, talking as if he is going to pull down structures. But here is complete, complete silence. And we are creating awareness to our people. Say, look, don't just register and disappear. 
a lot of people don't even come to vote. But we are, we are, we are, we are, we are, we are working in, uh, in the grassroots. We are conscientizing, mobilizing people to know that this is their right. These people are our employees, just like the barrister said earlier on. And we need to call them to order. So you'll be surprised what this is going to turn out to be. Mm. We, look, we are going to push. We are pushing and we'll continue to push until we get there. Zoe, if I may add, the level of political awareness in this country mm. Based on what is happening, honestly, is very impressive. People are currently, so thanks to the NSAS protest. Yes, you see, NSAS protest was just a catalyst. It was just an <laughs> avenue. It was just a loaded metaphor <laughs> to send a message. And you know what, Zoe? The Nigerian youths have tested this, mm -hmm. and they have discovered that look, they can do it. Mm. Twenty twenty-three, may God take us there. Amen. You will see wonders. The youths are going to come out in large number to vote people who are not performing in office. And they are going to send a clear and unmistakable message to our political class they, that they can indeed take back power from them. That they can indeed take back power from the elites. Look, so many things have gone wrong in this country. So many. Do you know, and do you know that between the age of 35, 18 and 35 years, they have seen what has been happening in this country. They have mm. seen all the wrongs. They've seen the These collapse. are children that were promised democracy exactly. from 1999. Yes. And some of us were just uh, children also. We grew up into that time and we've been waiting. We've Absolutely. been waiting. Absolutely. Uh, uh, sorry, Zoe, I, I, I just need to, to just put some points straight. Mm. Yes, the issue of Dino Melaye is from top to down. And that is why he failed. But this time around, it is from the grassroots. The that's, people that's are talking. The people are saying that our House of Representative member is not actually available. Where is he in order to represent our interests and he's not this doing is it? This case of one being unavailable. The one in Lagos is one of unguarded statements. Yeah, All right, yeah. let's get to our feedback platforms, our social media handles. On Twitter here, uh, A.S. Awal is saying, Morning, Zoe and the guests. The attempt of your guests for recalling of our member, Metala, is a welcome development. But they should know that it is almost like Mission Impossible. Another misconception is that Dabo didn't win the election. That's the truth. Well, that is coming from A.S. Awal and his opinion. On a lighter note, he's also saying, I saw him driving within just Metro once. Shatima Ruben is saying, the only way to demand for good governance and hold our leaders accountable is through protest. Now, uh, most of the states have banned protests. Question is, what is the legal implication of banning protests, which is the right of citizens? God bless Nigeria. Hashtag end bad governance. Let's leave this to you, Barista Dalai. <laughs> Look, the right to protest is a fundamental right of the citizens. The only problem there is when you protest violently, when it is not peaceful. But all across the world, protest is an acceptable way of showing that you're not happy with certain developments in your country. And so, um, to my mind, it's a subtle issue. Even the court, I mean, in our various courts have made strong and, um, I mean, strong pronouncement about um, the right of citizens to protest. Um, if you look at uh, the, the, the case of uh, ANPP, uh, I think versus Federal Republic of Nigeria, Back then, the, the, the court came out very clearly and in strong language to say that uh, you have the right to protest as citizens and uh, you don't even need a police uh, permit. The police are even supposed to be there to protect those who are protesting. Mm -hmm. And look, touching on the NSAS protest, you could see that um, the people who started the NSAS were very peaceful. 
they were very peaceful. It's just unfortunate that it was hijacked by bad people and um, what is your reaction lately of the government uh, saying I mean they're under fire the federal government is under fire for tagging NSAS campaigners as terrorists and freezing their accounts this is absolutely unacceptable look it's like scratching the, 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 the symptom of a problem rather than addressing the root cause of the problem what is the root cause of the problem unemployment is on the rise Zoe we have about 27% unemployment rate in this country by the Niger National Bureau of Statistics, NBS. We have 29% of underemployment mm. in this country, and we have 39% youth, I mean, youth uh, unemployment in this country. And then the level of poverty, come on, it's about 98%, I mean, 98 million people. And you are telling me that the only way you could do is to go and freeze their account? Huh. This is absolutely unacceptable. I think the, the, the thing, what the government needs to do now is to begin to address this problem straightforwardly by ensuring that the youths are engaged. The, the, the excuse that I had um, recently that, oh, it was meant to change certain regime or to change... Yes, that has I been mean, the, look, the cry no, of the North, no, no, you no, know, no. that this is a regime change and... That is the problem. Not. We don't take responsibility in this country. We, the political class must come out clearly to, all, all to, 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 to say that, look, they have failed this country. And do the right thing rather than the, you know, Let's look at another media. issue. Now, what, why are governors not calling for restructuring? Why are they not the ones going all out pushing for this? Well, uh, Madam Drew, sorry, thank you very, very much. You see, they wouldn't do that because uh, even if it were you, you wouldn't set your house ablaze. That is just a simple political term. You understand? Even How is if, it setting one's house ablaze, uh, restructuring? Hey, yeah, you know. It's all got to do with politics here. Even when they know that it is the right thing. I think one of those things that has been killing us in this uh, sea that has been weighing and pulling us down in this country is not the fact that uh, we don't have leaders, but because our leaders are very, 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 very uh, uh, sentimental about personal things. And then politics has even done us more harm than good. Not all the governors are bad. Some of them have been good, but you know, there's a particular ideology they are protecting. Hmm. You know, I cannot go against my my party ideologies. Talking I cannot about go. ideologies that they are protecting, yeah. what is your reaction to Sonwalu, the governor of Lagos State, calling for the repeal of governor's pensions? I think it is the right thing to do, and I think so far he has been taking another different dimension from the normal. Uh, and again, another thing is to say it. Another thing is to act. And that's exactly why we are we are also watching closely. Well, Tinubu has thrown his weight behind him. Uh, it's, 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 see, Tinubu is a politics. See, those people, those people doesn't have integrity any longer. They are not popular. They must come up with policy that will make them popular again to come, up, to come up on board. And that's exactly what they are doing. See, let me tell you, the truth of the matter is this. This particular administration knows nothing but deceit and propaganda. In your words. Yes. These are your words. Why that would is, you this, say that? Yeah, Why you, would you say now, that? Thank, thank God uh, uh, the barrister have also alluded to the fact as regards to the issue of answers. Court has made pronouncement time without number that you cannot ban protests. Yet this particular government said, "Okay, youth, come, let us sit down well, and negotiate." Youths, and these the, people, excuse me, mm. and these people are out today to negotiate with the government, and they are going after them. It means that in the first place, for them not coming with leaders, it means that they have also what projected the future. So it means that the youth are also seeing the future beyond where the the, the, the old ones are also seeing it. 
Mm. Uh, I mean, the, the, the contrast we've seen here is the federal government saying, oh, let's set up this judicial inquiry. Then they set it up. Then at the same time, you are freezing their account. So you're sending a double message. And as it is, there's a trust deficit already. Mm. So many people are saying this is not going to help to bridge that trust at this time. I mean, it also didn't help that someone who had to backtrack his statement. It yeah, also didn't yeah. help that the military had to backtrack what they yes, said. So yes. it's sending a lot of mixed messages Absolutely. at this time. Now, let's look at uh, this question. Now, who is responsible for recycling of old leaders? Would you say it's INEC or would you say it's electorates? <laughs> well, for me, I, will, I wouldn't think it's either of the two. Because, um, you see, whether we like it or not, there are stakeholders or so people who consider themselves stakeholders. We must put people who will defend and protect our interests, even when we are apparently not visible. So, and that is why you see that some, some of the, these um, uh, politicians, when they get into office, you begin to wonder how they don't even care about the constituent. We have said this. When you owe your mandate to a certain clique or group of individuals, that is where your loyalty is. So if our political leaders, office, uh, office leaders, owe their mandate to the electorates at the, glass, at the grassroots, they will always be loyal to the grassroots. Mm. Uh, okay. if, if I may add, Zoe, in respect of your last question, look, the electorates, the citizens, we also have, you know, to share in some blame. Yes. Yes. We, we, there, is, there is a blame on the side of the citizens. Mm. Look, let me tell you, Despite what is happening, despite the unguarded statement by the member in, in, in House of Assembly member in Lagos, mm. and the atrocities we have seen, some of our politicians are committed in the past, and even presently, there are still citizens in this country that are defending them. Mm -hmm. They are still defending them. Mm -hmm. And it's a wrong message. We cannot continue like this. With respect to restructuring, I think the time is right for us mm -hmm. to restructure this country. If you open our constitution, you look at the exclusive legislative list, which you know is the exclusive preserve of the federal government. You will see 68 items on the exclusive legislative list. The burden is too much on the federal government. And let me say this. Look, Mr. President has tried in terms of ensuring that uh, there is restructuring in this country. Let me give you one or two examples. One, the president wants there is a, there is a law guaranteeing you know, local government autonomy. But look, the governors are resisting it. Mm. There is a bill ensuring judicial autonomy at the state level. The governors, are, you know, they, they are also re resisting the same. So for goodness sake, this is unfair. All right. This is what we have in the offing for you. And this is the last program for the week. And, uh, well, the state of governance in Nigeria. Uh, what are some of the factors militating against the promotion of public good, effective service delivery? Uh, what are some of the qu good qualities of, of, of good government? governance, of accountability, transparency, inclusiveness. These are some of the things we want to see uh, Nigerians are crying out for. And in Nigeria, uh, many are also are of the opinion that our chief executives do not obey laws. They do not lead by example. And this has implications of inviting lawlessness into the system of governance. Example, we have seen the extension of service chiefs. We have seen the INEC chairman come back again. And many, uh, for him, I think this is the first time we're seeing that happen. Mm -hmm. And yet, I mean, we're talking about law and order.
And the same issue of accountability, transparency, people in governance in Nigeria easily forget that they owe the lead, the responsibility of accountability. And uh, we don't have to demand it. They should also know that is something that they should offer uh, to the electorates as well. And many have also talked about the level of poverty. The masses have been made followers. They do not know their responsibility uh, because of this level of poverty. When you're busy looking for what to eat 24-7, you will not have time to yeah. think about governance. <laughs> On this note, we say good morning to you. Do not forget we have a pandemic amidst us. As you go about, it is the ember months, a lot of traveling going on. The roads, please do not forget to follow uh, the road regulations. As a pandemic, do not forget all the experts are saying the regulations, the protocols concerning COVID-19. And thank you so much, gentlemen. God knows Moses Richard, Geoffrey John Gotep, Dr. Davo Dung Nyam, and Barista CBN Dalan. We thank you very much for sharing you. your time with you. us and thank your expertise you. this morning. And good morning to you. News top of the hour reaches you in a bit. And after that, the midday show with Ogidibo and crew. Stay tuned and good morning.